I'm Zach Cohen. I'm Egan Munoz, and welcome to the Top 3 Podcast. Welcome back to the Top 3 Podcast. I'm Miguel, here with Zach. We are back with another episode after taking a little bit of a break due to college stuff, but we're back. More than a little bit, Miguel, let's be honest here. It was, it was quite a while, but we're back, we're back. College. Still with the same season, yes, and... We, uh, we're we're continuing on, uh, back like we never left, and today we will be focusing on three main topics, and Zach will be finishing off, uh, fourth with a special guest, something we haven't had in quite a while. First guest of the season, I realized. Yes, I think I mean, so. it's exciting. Um, but anyways, we'll be doing NFL as usual. And then the NBA, since the NBA just started, and there's some stuff that we definitely need to talk about, as well as the MLB World Series, which just ended. So we should definitely discuss that. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think that this is a, you know, as a great person said today, this is a great po- episode to have a great episode. It sure is. A hundred percent it is. I mean, yeah, it's been a minute. There's a lot for us to discuss. We're not going to do all that because like we're still p- high school students trying to like get into college. We still to do our work, but I'm excited to be back here. It's been too long. I've missed it. It's where I feel most at home, you know, it's like here and in my bed, but yeah. 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 All right. Quickly, let's start this off. I mean, I guess just logically it makes sense to start off with the MLB recap because like it ended. Yeah. So first off, I'm just happy the Braves didn't win the world's Braves and Yankees didn't win the world series. Yeah. That was my, that was like um... my main goal for it. Then the Phillies made the World Series. I got kind of terrified. Why? You don't like the Phillies? I... Miguel, I'm a Mets fan. I get it, but like... I Here's the thing, though. I like, I like the Phillies. Back. The Phillies are like my second least favorite team in MLB, bro. Oh, okay. It's like the Phillies, the Braves, and the Yankees are like the three teams I can't stand. Although I didn't mm-hmm. hate this Phillies team because they didn't have any like super unlikable players, I thought. Because like I like Harper. And Schwarber, like I know he always kills the Mets. Like I don't hate him the way I hate like Dansby Swanson. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The Astros are a really good team. Like they lose their franchise shortstop, this player who's like been the cornerstone of the franchise, and replace him with a kid who wins a gold glove, ALCS, and World Series MVP in one offseason. First, you know he's the first player to ever win the ALCS and World Series MVP and Gold Glove in the same. Not in that. It's a fun That's and this is also with their best player, Jordan Alvarez, slumping for most of the playoffs. Yeah. And same with Altuve. was too good. The their bullpen was ridiculous. Like I thought, I feel like every single one of their pitchers had an ERA sub two five. Yeah, it's insane. I, it's insane. It's unfair. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Uh but yeah, that was good. And now. It's terrifying to post him because I'm pretty sure DeGrom's leaving the Mets, and that sucks. Possibly. I, th- I think he's going to. Like, look, I, I think I think the Braves make so much sense. Really? Because here's the thing. If he goes to any team other than an NL East rival or the Yankees, I'll still be like, I'll still like be supportive. I'll still like clap for him or anything, you know? Like, I still want to see him do well. He goes to the Braves. I'll hate him. Like I will despise him. That's so much. fair, honestly. In division rival is just. Except the thing is, the Braves don't really ever spend forty million. The Braves will have to spend forty million dollars on him. He's an injury prone player. They don't spend that kind of money on players. Plus, they also have a good staff already. They don't really need another pitcher. Yeah. 
So I think the Rangers make a lot of sense as well. Rangers? Do they have a lot of cap space? There's no cap space in MLB. Oh, I really? I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> There's the luxury tax, but they spent $500 million last offseason, so maybe not. But they're willing to spend, and they need to spend, really, to keep up with the Astros and the Mariners now. Yeah. Mariners, I think, I, I'd love him to go to the Mariners. I think that would be an incredible fit. I agree. Mariners. I want to see the Mariners do well. Yeah, the Mariners are a team I like. Perhaps. I have a few friends who are big fans of them. And also, it's just, I don't know, I like J-Rod a lot. Fair enough. Orioles, I think, could happen. Mm. But I think if I had to make a prediction, I think I'm going to have to say Braves. Ugh, that's unfortunate. It's just me hedging myself, though. Because, like, no matter, <laughs> either I'm right or I'm happier. Yeah. Um. And anything else to say about... Baseball? Surprise. Yeah, what are your surprises from these playoffs? What's, what would you say the biggest surprise from this playoff? I mean, it was the Phillies run. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we knew Harper was good. We didn't know how good Harper could be in the playoffs. Hell of a series by him. Hell of a run by him. He was incredible. Agreed. Um, Schwarber, was also, Schwarber was also really, really good, I thought. Yeah. I mean, that team was just – they clicked so well. Yeah. Schwarber was great. Real Muto and – Carlos Costello was great. Real Muto was good. The pitching came through. Nola and Wheeler are both very, very good. X Matt, Zach Wheeler. Uh, and I think that if I'm the first, I'm going all out to get Trey Turner. You need a good shortstop. They don't really have one. You need a shorter middle infield. Also, you can have that lineup is oh, Reese Hoskins also was great. You can have Turner lead off, and then you have Harper, Schwarber, Rail Mudo, and Hoskins. And then Castellanos batting six. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, I would say like to an extent the Phillies run, but what surprised me more is also that the Dodgers didn't even make the NL NLCS. The Pirates clicked. Is shocking to me. Padres, not Pirates. Them too. The Pirates did not click. The Pirates are awful. <laughs> um, you know, I yeah. saw. I was at the, both the Padres games that they won against the Mets. <laughs> really, I didn't yeah. know you were at both. I was at game one and game three, and game three is one of the saddest things I've ever been to. Like. Because game one, like, you're like, okay, fine. Like, Scherzer had an absolute nightmare, but it's fine. We have two more games. We have DeGrom pitching one. We should be able to hopefully win. The Mets got one hit in a, in a win or go home game. Mm. It was the worst thing I've ever what seen. What's the final score of that game? 4 0 or something. Okay. Damn. Sorry, Zach. It's okay. I was, I was quite sad. Yeah, I bet. Um,. All right, I guess that's all for it. It was six zero even. Mm. That's ugly. All right, NBA re- NBA predictions. I mean, we can spend a lot of time doing this, but to keep things straight, I think we'll do Eastern Conference and uh, Western Conference final predictions. Okay. MVP prediction and then championship prediction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you want to start us off? Sure. I'll give you my Eastern and Western Conference Please and then finals. Yeah. So in the East, I'll go Milwaukee and Boston. I'm gonna say the obvious answer in it. Yeah, I can't. I can't go against that. Cleveland's looked really well. Uh, has been playing really well as well. Um, but I just feel like I don't think they have the dogs like that though. Yeah, I agree. Come playoff time, I don't know if they're gonna be able mm-hmm. to win. Oh, wow. Someone's sleepy. Yeah, sorry. And in the West, Utah. 
No, no. no. Utah's supposed to be tanking. They will finish with probably 30 wins, to be honest, even though they're playing really well. Uh, I'm going to say, you know what? Upset pick here. Nuggets and Clippers. Okay, see, at least I have a different answer for the West. Okay, good. Because my East is the same, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm between the Nuggets and Dallas, but I'm going to go the Nuggets here. I like how they're playing. Uh, and I don't know. I think having Jamal Murray back has obviously been a huge help. And that they kind of have been forming the big three with Jokic, MPJ, and Jamal Murray. And having Aaron Gordon playing alongside Jamal Murray as well has been just they, – they look like a great team, to be honest. Jamal Murray being back is great for them. The fact and that that's awesome. a big three is so funny to me. I know. It's like I, a, it's no LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, is it? <laughs> Close to it. Or uh, Curry, Durant, and Thompson. Uh, and the Clippers, the reason is because I'm hopeful that Kawhi will make a return eventually. Uh, and that will make all the difference. So, yeah. yeah. That's my pick. Yeah. So in the East, my pro- I, I the box looks so good. I think yeah. if Giannis wins this, if Giannis wins the finals, because like realistically, the Bucks don't win unless Giannis is the best player. So if Giannis leads him to finals and wins final MVP, where is he in like all time rankings? I mean, if he wins finals and finals MVP again, yeah. Like, I think I he's top agree. fifteen. Yeah, I agree. To be honest, that's crazy to me. Like I, I mean, okay. But anyways, I have Bucks over. I was gonna say Celtics, but I think them not having um, uh, Udoka is gonna hurt them more than we realize. And also, I think the fact that um, Jalen Brown, there's like a twenty percent chance at this point he gets suspended for something stupid. <laughs> uh, I'll go Hawks. I think the Hawks. I like the way the Hawks look. I think Dejounte, oh. Dejon, yeah, Dejounte Murray is so good. Huh. I okay. love that backcourt so much. The Murray and um, Murray and Trey Young. Okay. And in the West, I have. The NBA's worst nightmare, Phoenix and and Phoenix and Memphis. Ugh, I would hate if that's the final. If the NBA would hate it so final. much. Yeah, because it's like two small market teams. And I just don't like either of those teams. I love. The, I, I'm a big Devin Booker fan. I'm not gonna lie. I think John Morant gets like bandwagoned way too much, though. I agree. Like Everybody a like a certain rapper. Unacceptable behavior out of him. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, I really like the way I think Devin Book I think Devin Booker's him. I also think John Rant is very much him as well. Yes. And I can see both those teams making good runs. And my chip prediction. Bucks over I here's the thing. If it's Bucks versus Suns again. Ugh, no. I'll go I I kind of I almost want the Suns to win because I like Chris Paul. I want him to get a ring. However, I think Giannis is doing it. I'm going Bucks over Suns. Huh. Okay. I'm going to go Celtics over Clippers in this final. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This will probably be completely wrong, but I'm locking it in. Give me that. If I'm love right, that. Love that. MVP prediction? Oh, I don't know. Maybe – I got to say Luca. I'm on D-Book. Luka. No, Devin Booker as the MVP. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Fine, I'll go Giannis. I'll go Giannis. Calm down. Giannis is not winning again because of recency bias. Or not recency bias, because like voter fatigue. 
Oh, because like how Jokic went back to backs. Very good point, but still, Giannis not winning. Fair, and then um, rookie of the year. It's an easy one. Rookie of the year, Paolo. 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 I'll be honest. I was a hater. I thought I thought he'd be good. I don't think he'd be this good. Yeah. I agree. I was not expecting this good of a start from Paolo. He's looked so good. He's great. Orlando sucks, but he's great. <laughs> Orlando's one of those teams that you feel like they're like three years away from being three years away. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I agree. Um, uh, okay. Do we care at all about Coach of the Year or Most Improved? <laughs> What's no. one other thing you're excited for this season now? Um... I I'm just happy basketball is back, and I was originally excited for the Eastern Conference because it looks stacked. But to be honest, the Western Conference is looking much more interesting to me. To be like back to the way basketball should be. To see two main race, two main teams that I'm excited to see how the season plays out is Portland and Golden State. Portland because this is a team that could go one of two ways. They could either have a very underwhelming season or very overwhelming season. There's really no in between. And so far they're playing great seven and three and golden state after coming off a championship, they're kind of having a hangover, I guess, four and seven. And I just want to see how they are able to bounce back or if they're able to bounce back. Just interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I'm most excited for is to see what happens in Brooklyn. Oh, Totally. Like it's like I think at that point you gotta hire Udoka. You sign Miles Bridges. Yeah. Just get as many character issues as well, as possible on one team and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh yes, maybe not the NFL. Nuffle. Okay. Yeah. Well, first off, I just want to give Miguel his credit. Like, I know how happy he is about the Dolphins Bears game last week. Yeah. Like, perfectly for me. Yeah. I was like joking with him, but he's a, as a Justin Fields fan and a Dolphins fan, he got exactly what he needed a Dolphins win, but Justin Fields putting up a great game. You know, I feel a lot better about Justin Fields now than I did like three <laughs> weeks ago. I think he's, I said he was QB2 in the draft, in that draft, and Loki, I'm being proven right. They wrote me off. I didn't write back though. Hmm. I don't think anybody was really disagreeing about that. At the time? Yeah, who was saying? Well, he went fourth of all the quarterbacks. Wait, who did he go behind again? He went behind Trevor Lawrence at one, but I was agreed upon. And then it went yeah. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. And I, I said that he was. At the time, though, a lot of people were pro Zach Wilson and Trey yeah, Lance. So we've been doing the podcast. I remember talking Ooh, about that on the Who's definitely ahead of Trey Lance? I know. It's crazy we've been doing the podcast for that long. I know. It's just like. I remember talking about that. Wow, it's crazy. Good for us. One one episode every five weeks. <laughs> um, but anyways, apart yeah. from that, yeah. Other things. Are the Ravens what? the third best team in the West, or the not the West? Jesus, the what? AFC. No, obviously not. Are they not the third best team in the AFC? Uh uh-uh. uh Who's better, Chiefs and Bills, and who else? I would say Jets. J-E-T-S. Okay. okay. It, I think the, they're a better team. That's the only other argument I can hear. To be honest. And no, not the Titans. Maybe the Bengals. The only, Bengals are the only other one you could argue for, I think. Yeah, true. 
Uh, Eagles look really. Eagles and Vikings are the two best teams. Eagles, right Eagles are proving me wrong. I did not believe in them, but they're really good. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, they also had a really easy schedule, but the thing is, they have very good receivers. No, it's hard to go eight zero in the NFL. Yes, they have very good receivers, very good play calling, a great, great defense. But yeah, it's like never easy to go eight zero. Although I do want to say one thing. Did you see this take like that was circulating Twitter about how um. AJ Brown's a top three receiver in the NFL. I have recently said that he's top five, so I don't Okay. Know. Here's my thing though. I think number one, I am locked on this one. I think Tyreek Hill's the number one receiver in the NFL, and it's not close. It's close, but I don't think yeah. it is. Just the way he has elevated his quarterback's play yes. Yes. is so high. It's crazy. Number two, I might go Jamar. Stefan Diggs. Oh, that's a good point. I think I'll go Jamar and Diggs, though. And then Jefferson at a close four. Really? Okay, I have... I don't think A.J. Brown's my top five anymore. He was after I put, that. Game. I put Hopkins at five. I would say... Oh, Hopkins is good, too. I would say... Oh, Cup. What about Cup? I have my issues with Cup. I don't... What? Look, I, I want to see him in his... I, you could put any of those receivers you put in that scheme, and they're putting up those numbers. Fair enough, because he does get tons of touches, but Cup is still top five to me. Maybe sure, I just think that those other ones are the ones I'd rather start an offense with. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That's a pure talent. Maybe them. They are better. Cup's uh, like, you know what he is? He's a hardworking guy. First guy and last guy out. Yeah, kind yeah. of guy you let date your daughter. Plays the game the right way. Yeah, he sure oh, does. He actually is. Like, like not even like to just go on the certain, but he's very much <laughs> sneaky athletic. Like, I'm not I even know. kidding. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, w- I would say... Um, excuse me. I would say, cut this. Jesus, part. Jesus. Ah, <laughs> okay. Now stop cutting this part out. Okay. I would say that my number one is definitely Tyreek, then Stefan Diggs, then. Uh, I don't know who I put three. Not Jamar Chase. Oh, Justin Jefferson, three. I think Jamar's better than Jefferson. DeAndre Hopkins, four. Cooper Cup, five. Jamar Chase, six. Jalen Waddle, seven. Okay. Eight. I don't think Jalen Waddle's so good. Jalen Waddle's so good. Did you say Devontae Adams? No, because Devontae Adams is not playing that good this season. Oh, like except for last week when he put up like. Okay, this season, I didn't say Devontae Adams not playing that Christian good. Kirk, I think Christian Kirk is borderline top 10. Oh my god, not Christian Kirk. Bro, don't give me that. I don't think that Jalen Huddle's a top 10 receiver. He NFL. is. He's Debo. Debo's above him. Receiving Debo. Debo. Okay, Debo's pretty good. Debo's more of a running back, to be honest. Debo's a receiver. Yeah. I want to see what they do with Debo McCaffrey, though. Yeah. Imagine they had, like... Imagine Lamar was that quarterback. That would be an insane so offense. It would be so much fun. Dude, just one triple option every play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Speaking of running right. option, another team I'd like to see Jamar uh, Lamar go to is the Falcons because they just only run the ball. That's really weird. Those are so boring to watch. Yeah. Oh, another player that you forgot that's in the – Another team that's been sneaky good this season, I think, honestly. Yeah. Seahawks. Geno Smith. It's they not wrote... sneaky good. They're no, just... I forgot, though. They wrote him off. But he's right back. Did he, he ain't right back. Oh. 
Um, so let's go on to our gas and trash for this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, my first gas. Yeah. I'm going to give it to them. I'll give it to Trevor Lawrence. I think that finally, you know what? He's the problem is he makes some throws that nobody else can make or that very few players can make. And actually, I'll go Jaguars because Etienne's the best player. Yeah. He makes some throws that are so hard to make, but he'll also make some he'll also make some terrible interceptions. Yep, true. But I think that he has a lot of promise in him. I think if he can put it all together, he can become a top ten quarterback next season almost. Yeah, I guess. Um Trevor Lawrence is definitely on the up. I am starting to believe in him. Uh, my first, uh, winner of the week is Justin Fields. We already talked about him, but I just want to bring his name up again because I love Justin Fields. He kind of finally proved that he's, uh, worthy, NFL worthy, not a bust, uh, and kind of really fitting in, in into this, uh, Bears offense as a... No, he looked so... He's also so fun. He's great. so fast. He yeah. like accelerates away from linebackers. It's it really doesn't. I know the Bears are three and six. They're not great, but it doesn't matter. They're not looking to win this year, so they should just be happy with how well Fields played. I agree. All right. So second one, Zach. My second one. Thank you for asking, Mister. Is Tom Brady forty seconds to score a touchdown? To score a touchdown, no timeouts left, and he does it. Unbelievable with no with receivers who haven't caught a pass all game. It was unbelievable. What a player. It was an, an incredible performance out of him. And yes, this Rams team kind of sucks, but that was still really good by him. I, look, people have been saying Brady's the problem with that offense. No, he isn't. It's the fact that the receivers can't catch anything. He's been good all season. You stole the one that I was going to use. Good. That's fine. I have plenty. Um, My second one... In that case, has to be the Jets. What a win. Huge win. My, you know, my brother was there. Oh, yeah, you told me. Um, Why does he get all this cool stuff? Uh, so unfair. Like, but, bo- like, yes, it is. Yeah. Shocking, though, that they were able to pull that off. Josh Allen did not have a great game. Running, he did. Passing, though. Which, and as someone who has in fantasy, I don't mind if he can't pass the ball as long as he runs for two touchdowns. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was... Wow, surprising. I did not, never would have expected that. I literally said before this week, oh, yeah, Bills will definitely cover the 16-and-a-half spread. Did they? No, they did not. Yeah, uh, I mean, that was interesting yeah. that they weren't able to cover that. It was a good performance by the Jets, a terrible performance by Josh Allen, who might be hurt. He, like, Loki might have Tommy John, which might be an issue. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's kind of a bad thing if it's true, but yeah, that'd be unfortunate. Um, so who's your third, Zach? My third winner from this week was the was Joe Mixon. Like, yes, he oh, hate, yes he hits women, but he also hits five touchdowns in a game. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. It cancels out. It's basic logic. It's like Tyree Kill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, obviously, don't hit women, guys. Yeah, of course, of course. We're just kidding here. Um. So, yeah, that's a great point, and Thank you. that was another one I was going to use. But I, this last one I'm going to go with is the Lions' defense. The Lions 
I was shocked by the score. This Aaron Rodgers sucks, though. Like, he's so bad. He's so bad. I'm going to bring him up. He's my starting QB in fantasy, and it's literally <laughs> kind of me. But although the three options I was considering was Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady, so I didn't really have a great route. I think Brady would have been the best decision. But not by a huge margin. Um. Anyways, the Lions have given up tons of points this season. Uh, I mean, they literally, the least amount of points before this game that they had given up was 20, 27 to the Commanders. Playing against the Packers will help that. Which is a lot. But yeah, against the Packers. I know like, oh yeah, the Packers often suck. But And Tom Brady like had two red zone uh, interceptions. But still, the Lions still did force, force turnovers. They uh, forced them to kick a field goal and have, have one, um, only one uh, touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they just played a, a very great game. Uncharacteristic of the kind of atrocious defensive play from this, this from them this season, but, but maybe they're turning over a new leaf. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. And now my first loser is Sam Ellinger in Texas football. Not back. They are not back. He sucked. He actually didn't look that bad in week one. Like, he made some good throws. He looked awful. Right. I mean, a Belichick defense will do that to you. Yeah. He looked so bad. 103 passing yards. <laughs> yeah. Speaking okay. of quarterbacks who couldn't do anything, Malik Wills. It was so funny to watch. Because every he didn't complete a single pass to a receiver. Every single play, he gets the ball. He just, like, jukes two guys and gets sacked. <laughs> it was, like, it was so weird. And they only lost by three. It's crazy that they barely they barely lost. Ray was a great really coach. Malik Willis was five for sixteen for eighty yards. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, but okay, that was your first loser, right? Yes. Your first trash. Um, my first trash is gonna be related to what you said about Tom Brady, and that is the Rams and being able to close. I don't know what that that was. I don't know how they managed to lose that game. They had it in the back pocket, and they really just threw the game away. Uh, that was that was bad from them. They made tons of mistakes down the stretch, offensively and defensively. But I want to focus on their defense. Um, allowing Brady to go, what was it like, sixty yards in forty seconds, is just terrible. The their defensive, their defensive play. It's not hard to play like, like defense when you're that uh, when the offensive team has to go sixty yards in forty seconds with. I think they had like, did they even have a timeout? I don't think they did. Uh, no, they didn't. It was 40 seconds, no timeouts, and they, they had didn't. no timeouts. And they managed to score a touchdown. And Crazy. It's not like this was like a Hail Mary. They had the ball at the one-yard line. They, were, they kept running, like, actual plays. It's crazy. Wild. what they were doing. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> very disappointed in them. Yeah. My next loser is P.J. Walker. Look, I liked him week one. I enjoyed him a lot. Or last week, I enjoyed him a lot. That Hail Mary to D.J. Moore was great. And then he went three for 10 with nine yards and two picks. <laughs> it's almost impressive. I mean, yeah, that was just a terrible. Baker, at least Baker looked solid. <laughs> but that was awful. He looked so bad. Holy it was bad. It was that was terrible. Bad. Yeah, uh, there's nothing else I need to say about that. Uh, my second loser, despite them winning, is going to be the Chargers outside of Justin Herbert. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, Zach, he's re- Herbert's career is really being wasted by this awful play from the Chargers receivers. 
I it's just disappointment to be honest. And uh, something I wanted to mention was also at the end of the game, I believe it was Eckler that uh had a rush and then he fumbled it, and then the Falcons recovered and then fumbled it back. <laughs> Football. Yeah, the classic Falcons right there. But the Chargers, you know, like, they called the field goal range, fumbled, went out of field goal range when they recovered, and then were able to get back in field goal range because of Herbert Herbert making another great throw, and then they won the game on a on a last game field goal kick, which is still kind of embarrassing when it's the Falcons. I'm really the Falcons are really catching strays here, but nonetheless, I was disappointed to say the least. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean. You know what they call the Chargers Falcons West? That again? They call the Chargers Falcons West. I don't understand. Because, like, they, like, choke like the Falcons do, but they're West Coast. Oh, uh, I see. Falcons West. I get it. Or they also call the Falcons Chargers South. Yeah. Anyways, my next loser is the Oakland Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders, even. Jesus. Uh, not even because like they lost to the Jaguars, but because of their they have five first round picks in the last three years, and all of them have left it or six, and all of them have either been caught or traded. What really? Yeah. Are I you think can you name them. Okay, Damon Arnett caught, Henry Ruggs caught, <laughs> Alex Leatherwood caught. I don't know who the other two are, but <laughs> that's are... crazy. I haven't I haven't thought about that. No, it was just I saw it on Twitter, but that's insane. That's really bad drafting. No, it's awful. Um, yeah. Good okay, I'll read it out to you. It's Alex Leatherwood, who's been caught. Damon Arnett, Henry Ruggs, who have both been caught. Jonathan Abram, who just got caught like yesterday. And then Josh Jacobs and Cleveland Farrell, who neither of them got their fifth-year options like, chosen. Uh, so they're both going to leave the team. That is what it means, yeah. Yeah. And that's after the season? Uh, It's after next season, isn't it? Oh, okay. Wait, so... They yeah, yeah, it would be after next season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it'll uh, be after... Yeah, it'll be after... No, after this season. It is? Josh Jacobs is in his fourth year? Yeah. Already? Wow. Oh, well, last year was Ruggs' second year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Ruggs was the draft after him. Huh. That's crazy. Okay. So at uh, least they did... Yeah, maybe it's good that they traded away their picks for Devontae Adams. <laughs> but that being said, they don't... They needed to draft players, and they weren't able to. Because they traded their picks away, which is no bueno. Uh, okay, my last loser is going to be the Cardinals. That's fair. The Call of Duty, call duty this weekend? So there was no way they were going to... Huh? New Call of Duty this weekend? What does it have to do with that? Oh, oh right, right, right. My bad. My bad. I should have understood the joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks are amazing, to be fair. So there was no way the... Cardinals were going to beat Geno Smith, but I'm still disappointed that they're three and six at this point in the season. Uh, I expected a lot more from them, and I've been thoroughly disappointed. And I'm also kind of have a personal hatred because James Connor is so bad, and I can't get over that fact. So he was good last year, wasn't he? Huh? He was good last year. He was good last year, and this year he's terrible. You notice a Pittsburgh legend, team. huh? University of Pittsburgh legend. Yeah. He really was a legend in college. But yeah, that's that's my last one. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Miguel, for being here. Thank you for having me. And good luck. Kind of weird that I had you. You're part of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We'll be right back after this break to do our second part, which is exciting, isn't it? Yeah.
That's something that Miguel has absolutely no interest in talking about. But Yes, I'm so excited that I'm not on the next part. Welcome back to this episode of the Top 3 Podcast. Now we're here with our first guest of the season. We've caught, we've gotten rid of Miguel and we've added this guest. This is someone who, honestly, I think when Taylor Swift announced her new album, she texted me, I need to be on the, the podcast to talk about this, to talk about Taylor Swift. And I said, let's wait till Midnight comes out. Midnight has come out and she's here. Uh, introducing the biggest Taylor Swift fan I know and are honestly probably the world. Samantha, thank you so much for joining us or me, oh, I guess. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. There's no one better to talk about Taylor Swift. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Of course. Uh, I know I've asked you this before in school, but and you've kind of failed to give me an answer. But now on air, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song or album or just anything favorite? <laughs> I can give my top three Taylor Swift albums. Nice. Way to stay on theme. Yes, my top three, Folklore, Reputation, and 1989. No Fearless Love? No Fearless Love, I'm sorry. Fearless fan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which you, which you guys can listen to me, Miguel and I's review in a different episode. So go listen to that <laughs> if you want. Uh, but yeah, so I guess first off, what was your first impression of Midnight's? How do you feel? Did you like it? How do you feel it stacks up compared to our other stuff? Were you impressed, disappointed? happy with it do you find yourself coming back to it compared to other Taylor Swift albums what really what did you think of it um I think for all albums I have to listen to it uh, many times to really have thoughts on it so like my first thought is always that the album's not great like I just don't love an album on first listen I tend to um but after listening to it a lot I'm kind of at the point of like, I really like some of the songs and I don't love some of the other songs. And I don't know if that's going to change over time. It totally could. But uh, I guess compared to other albums, like it won't necessarily beat like folklore, but I think it's like a decent, like a good album. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I was very disappointed in it. Yeah. I think part of this disappointment comes from the fact that when I think of Taylor Swift, I think of this artist who not only creates great albums, but has like some of the biggest hit songs in the world. Yeah. With like from even from Fearless, her second album, her sophomore album, songs like Love Story and You Belong to Me are still massive. And then I guess 1989 was probably the first album rollout I can remember, but Shake It Off, Welcome to New York, Blank Space, Wild Streams. These were all some of the biggest songs in the world. I feel like Midnight's doesn't really have any standout tracks like that that are going to become these massive songs partly that's because i mean that's kind of also following i guess taylor swift's path because folk folklore and evermore were significantly less than say reputation when it comes to that yeah i think she kind of like took a turn away from really caring about having like making radio hits to make yeah i mean she doesn't need the money yeah exactly (laughs) i think she's looking at it more to make like almost like an art piece as opposed to something that will get a billion streams on spotify and fair enough I just think that it doesn't have me coming back to it as much because of that lack of standout tune. Yeah. And that also I thought 20 songs was a bit too long. If we're including the like midnight recordings, which I feel like you kind of have to. Right. I feel like almost always 20 songs is too long for an album. Yeah. She has an issue of including too many songs in her albums. That's like always been a thing. I mean, um, I it and I sense. think she really beat it with 1989. Like 1989, I think she added the only songs that she had to add. Yeah, but- not, 
Yeah. I thought 1989 was her best, I guess, pure pop album. Oh, I agree. 100%. And it did a really good job. I mean, it was very much pandering to radio plays. Right. But it did a very good job of that, but also not having filler tracks. Yeah. Because it wasn't like half the song singles at one point or something. Oh, yeah. Like seven or eight out of the uh, 13 songs. Shockingly, 13. Yeah. But that being said, some of these songs I just didn't think were really needed on Midnight's. Yeah. Yeah. Get that. And that's kind of where my issue comes in. Also, it's more indie sounding, I guess, than a lot of her other, or it's more laid back almost. I saw it. I saw it as kind of a mix between reputation and folklore, and that it's kind of has like the darker vibe of reputation, but like the music style of folklore. And I feel like those two don't really mesh that well together. I think it. I think it can mesh. I think the thing that people have an issue with is whenever a new Taylor Swift album comes out, there's this phase of hating it because it's not what they wanted, which is yeah. what they want is always exactly what the last album was. So like people were mad about Midnight's being more pop because they wanted more of a folklore evermore style. I think yeah, but I think also it was I was less I would rather have been more pop. But I think that it was kind of like stuck in this middle ground between being pop yeah. and indie. That's where it kind of came in. Like it was, it was very much in the gray area. Like I'll be honest, pop Taylor Swift is my favorite Taylor Swift. That or country, but I was like one album, so I don't really count that. But right. I think pop Taylor Swift is where she's at her best, and that didn't really we didn't really get to see that in Midnight's. There was, as I'm saying, there was no yeah. standout track, which is where the biggest issue came from. Also, there was when I listened to like it through the first time on that Friday morning like at midnight and then on my way to school because I didn't really remember much. Yeah. There's no songs I was listening to like, this is a must add to the playlist. Right. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact it's my first time listening to the album. But when I first listened to, say, when I first listened to her other, her last two albums, there were, there, there were those standout songs like Nobody, No Crime, Champagne Problems, Willow, Cardigan. Those songs really just stood out to me and kind of hit. I didn't think it had that. And I'm thinking, five years down the line, will we hear any of these th- songs regularly? I'm leaning towards no. Yeah. I think, and part of it is, it's, it's a pun, kind of, she's being punished for being such a great artist that the expectations were so high already. Yeah, that, that's true. And that she, it's, for example, if I released Midnight, it would be, an, it would be very, it would look great. But I have not, I have not released a bunch of other great albums. And Taylor Swift has to meet these expectations that are higher for her probably anybody else in the music industry 100 percent. and her fans honestly set that own standard too because like yeah i I, and i understand why but at the same time it's like sometimes she just wants to create like a fun tune and doesn't want the most like poetic lyricism out there but then like fans will be upset about it yeah I'm i'm kind of at the point of like she's at the point in her career of doing what she enjoys and like she seems I'm, happier yeah the- and i'm kind of just like along for the ride to like find what i yeah. enjoy out of what she makes and like obviously like i'd rather her be happy than sad however <laughs> that being said sad music people who are sad make incredible music sometimes that's true like that's break true. up taylor swift doesn't miss yeah it's like, true so like joe like take one for the team here bud no, like, 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 I get like you're set for life now, and like you're. No, I know. I can they just take a break for like a month? Just one like studio session could be yeah. little for a week. Just like no, get her in the stew, and then Joe like text like, hey, like I made a mistake. It's all we need. Uh, anyways, top three songs. Do you want to start us off with your number three? 
I'll no, I'll start off with my number one. I'll have to think about the two and three spot. My oh, okay. Is easily you're on your own kid. Most overrated song from the album. Most overrated? I didn't like it that much, and everyone was saying it's like the number one song. No, I love it. I think her storytelling in that song is like phenomenal. I I love that song so much. And I think I just personally really relate to it. And I really like the kind of the how she overlaps the feeling of like really, really wanting like a guy's attention with really really wanting the attention of like the media and i just think that the story and the melody of the song are so good i just love it and the build in the bridge is so good she's so good at writing bridges yeah she's kind of talented at this thing not gonna lie she is yeah okay since we're starting at number one my number one this see my first time listening through this was the number one song that caught my caught my attention really Mm -hmm. i think it has to be karma yeah. And I think that makes a lot of sense when you kind of look at like, or how I've been talking about how my favorite songs are the ones that are the most poppy, like the, right. The 22s, the better than revenges, the getaway yeah. card, those ones. This is more similar to those than a lot of the other songs on this album. Totally. And I'm like realizing that I'm, I think I don't really listen to Taylor Swift to like for this deep social commentary. And that makes sense. Because, like, I think there's some things that she can sing about that I can't really relate to as a man. 100%. And, and when I was in terms of, I'm honestly listening more, like, to, like, vibe out. Like, people don't understand that best song for pre-games on, like, a team bus is You Belong With Me. That song gets <laughs> everybody so hype. But it's songs like that that, like, get everybody, like, singing, get everybody, like, moving around, get everybody hype. A lot of terms of songs don't really do that. Karma was the song on this album that I thought did that the most. Yeah. However... I was sitting next to a girl in class who kept singing it, just like, just saying, Karma is my boyfriend, just like kept singing it for like 20 minutes straight. So I low-key hate it now. Was that Lily? (laughs) It was was Lily. Oh. Uh, But yeah. And also, another thing about Karma, it's been on TikTok a lot. So I think that's also why it's kind of like stuck in my head. Yeah. Although not as much as two other songs, which we might get into, depending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, my number two, I think, would be yeah I think you're right about the thing that a lot I personally love her getting into like social things in her I really like the storytelling aspect in her music but I totally get how I also love her like the pop and vibe side um but for like the records like this like for folklore and and even midnights like I feel like you have to be a lot more into the social commentary stuff. Yeah, and like it is. So that's no, why wait, I'm just not it. into it as much. No, one hundred percent. I totally understand why. Um, but I think my number two would be would have, could have, should have. Really, like, really, I think. Um, I mean, I, I get that. I really like once again the bridge slaps. I mean, it's very. I mean, I would. I kept seeing it as kind of like almost a sequel to Dear John. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I'm not so sure it's about John Mayer personally. But speaking of which, John Mayer or Jake Gyllenhaal, who do we hate more? John Mayer. One hundred percent. Here's the thing, though. I think what I think Jake Gyllenhaal might have been a worse boyfriend, but Jake Gyllenhaal has given me significantly more than John Mayer has. <laughs> like Jake Gyllenhaal has made some very good films. Honestly, so, I'm, I'm. 
I think just the age gap for the John yeah. thing is like it just I'm like bro. I mean, John Hall's like eight years older than her, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, but at the same time, I don't know. I think John Mayer's is worse. <laughs> also, also, no one's ever been like, "Yo, put on that John Mayer." Yeah. So you true. Know, like he hasn't so- he hasn't been in like the top one hundred since like two thousand eight. Like. <laughs> I, like, at least Jake Gyllenhaal has some good movies. Like Zodiac is great. The new Spider-Man yeah. movies are well. Uh, the Spider, the new Spider-Man was quite watchable. But at least Gyllenhaal has some redeeming qualities. That Mayor, also Mayor, true. just looks really weird. At least Gyllenhaal's like a good-looking guy. Like I'll That's give him the credit also there. Mayor's just a weird-looking dude. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I could have should is my number two. Tough. My number two is anti-hero because I really enjoyed seeing all, like, the people on TikTok just, like, reflecting with it. Yes. But I also did, like, the self-reflective part of it and kind of, I think it was almost her not real. It, Anyways, anti-hero. I really like that song because not only is it, like, forcing people to be self-reflective, which I kind of like, and I also like the jokes that have been made, like, oh, my God, I love that Taylor Swift just didn't record anything right here. After. It's like, the, I'm the pro- it's me, I'm the problem. However, I also like that it's her kind of being, like, almost how self-conscious she is she's admitting how self-conscious she is but not self-aware yeah and but i think it's also her being like what more can i do basically because she's been villain villainized by the media so much right and she almost feels like she can't win sometimes so that's kind of i really liked it because of that and kind of also again has a very catchy course very catchy hook that i'll keep singing yeah, I agree. I really like the melody of that song. And I understand the complaints about it, about some of the lines that, you know, the sexy baby. It's a weird to. lyric. I know. It's, I mean, apparently it's like a 30 Rock reference or something. Yeah, or maybe I've not read that. Rock, I don't know. But, and and the idea behind it is kind of like how women constantly need to be younger and sexier at the same time you know like in especially in the um like music industry and the you know film industry like they there's this recurring theme in Taylor Swift songs of like women aging out basically just look at the women Leonardo DiCaprio dates no exactly like and and so it's so funny though. Is it, it, I know, I know. The, it's hilarious. He's like, get, they get twenty. He's like, ah, on to the next one. Twenty five. Like you're out. Like, it's like he's an NBA team or something. No, literally. I'm. I'm. I just want to my twenty fifth birthday. I just want to like celebrate. Like with I can't DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio anymore. Uh, um, I would date Leonardo DiCaprio. Not a straight guy. I would. Okay, I would consider it. Think about the. Think about like the vacations he can take you on, or think about like all the perks. That's true. I I actually had a friend who um saw like was sitting next to Leo DiCaprio in like a like nightclub thing. That's tough. Although hot take, I don't think he's as good looking as people say he is. I totally agree. Thank you. I think the he was only hot in Titanic, and that's he, it. No, nah, like, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> okay, Great Gatsby. He was hotter than I expected, but still not that hot. This is exactly what we expected top three podcasts to go from talking about the NBA to just how good looking random guys Hollywood actors are. But yes, unrelated to that. (laughs) Yes, but it's another, Antihero was another piece of social commentary, really. But it was, I found it almost more digestible. I think largely because the hook was more. I agree. And I really like the, just the melody line of the up and down. All right. 
And now what's your third favorite song on that? All right, number three. Wait, I'm looking at the track list to try to figure out. I do that as well. Because, like, I have a few I was deciding between. I would consider Antihero for number three. (laughs) Copycat. I also do, like, Question. I like that one. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I, I like the melody of it, but I also really, it's, like, an incredibly relatable song, I think. Um, and or I would consider Karma. Okay, I think I would do or Midnight Rain. Honestly, maybe Anti Hero. I think I'm gonna go for three. Completely fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so luckily someone already explained it for, t- for the audience. So yeah. What so, about yeah. you? So I had a few. I was talking between. I liked Paris quite a bit again because it was kind of like more like dancey and yeah. poppy. I liked, I liked Mastermind as well because it was fun. Because I, first of all, the TikToks were hilarious to it. Yeah. <laughs> they were so no, funny. Insane. The people, the things that people were admitting to. I'm like, these seem like borderline crimes. This is like illegal. Like, no, also, like, like, I tracked their address and stood in their bushes waiting. Like, I'm like, what? Like, I saw he was a big Dolphins fan. So I became, shout out Miguel. I saw he was a big Dolphins <laughs> fan. So I started watching Dolphins games. And we bonded over that. I'm sorry, if I was in like a two-year relationship and I found out this thing that I bonded with my significant other was a complete lie, a, I'd be pretty I would pissed. be so, like, it's insane. Like, Samantha, imagine like some guys just like, yeah, actually, I'm not actually, like, pretend to like Taylor Swift just to get with you. And it's like, no, ah. I would be so pissed. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going to go with Mastermind because I can't just only talk about TikTok on here. Yeah. I think it was Maroon. Because like, first of all, it was the second song I listened to because I listened in album order because yeah. Taylor Swift, didn't Taylor Swift ask us to do that? Did she? Or was it Ed Sheeran? I don't think it was Taylor Swift. I think Ed Sheeran made it so Spotify doesn't automatically shuffle it when you listen. Oh. Yeah. But Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, like, they're besties, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, everything has changed. Underrated Taylor Swift song. True, but the re-recording, there's one note that goes really flat, and I can't stand it. I mean, I don't like the re-recordings that much. Yeah. I think on so many albums, like, Fearless, like, some of the songs on Fearless, it needed like she just is too old to be singing a high school yeah, drama. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Like I've just kind of forced myself to like. I'll be honest. I think on my playlist I have the original Fearless and the original Red. That's, honestly, like I'm don't hate that that much. Like she has enough money. She doesn't need I feel it. Like, okay, that and I feel like it's the like her going through the process that counts. Yeah, I think it's more of her like. So like I support her through the process, but like I can't listen to the re-recording of "We Are Never Getting Back Together." It just doesn't feel right. It, no, it's just a horrible re-recording. Or like the way I loved you. Like you're thirty yeah, something years old. Changed. There's one note that literally goes so flat. I can't listen to it. I can't. I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not musical enough to notice that stuff. But no, but there, honestly, I wish I wasn't. Yeah, no, but there are some th- things on the re-recording where her voice just doesn't go as high as it needs to. Yeah, because she, she's mature. Anyways, going back to Maroon. This was a song again. I thought it had quite a catchy chorus. Mm-hmm. But also, I liked the kind of, to be honest, I was a fan of, like, the the, the New York part. Like, like she's yeah. in love with New York, and it's, like, kind of sick, because, like, I live there, and, like, I still get excited whenever someone mentions it. Like, no, me I lived too. in North Dakota, and someone, because, like, I lived in North Dakota, and someone mentioned, in terms of mentioning it in a song. Do you know how hyped that would be? It would make my year. Like, she mentioned my small town, but I live in, like, a great city, so it's not as, like, surprising as it should be. But I still like it, because she's not from New York. She's from Pennsylvania, and she still claims New York more, because, like, yep. that's... Fuck you guys. Fuck you, Philly. But, <laughs> fuck, I have to cut that. Uh, anyways, 
I thought it was quite good. I really like. Also, I like I quite like the color maroon. So I think that's also why it caught my attention. Because like the camp I went to and worked at, their colors maroon. So this all it just kind of caught my attention. But apart from that, the whole burgundy on my t-shirt when you splashed your wine to me, the color, the way they, she just like plays with the different colors. Right. Even though burgundy and maroon are significantly more similar than either of them are to scarlet. Right. I like that a lot. I thought that kind of was really nice, that blend, and kind of was very full circle-y, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking for my number three spot, it actually may be um, Hits Different. Have you heard that? It's on the, um, it's on the, uh, Target exclusive, so it's Yeah, only- no, no, I'll be honest, no. That's, no, that's, you have to go listen to it. It is- Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. And it's on TikTok. You can look up Hits Different and it has a full thing, but like- This is just a massive ad for TikTok, this episode. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's but, addictive. Um, I think that would be my number three. I really want it on Spotify because it's good. It's like you can, a you know you can download it yourself. Song. I think you'll like it. It's a, like a more fun poppy song. You, know, you can download that stuff on. You can download songs from YouTube on Spotify yourself. No, it's just such it's so hard. Pain. I I did that once for a Harry Styles unreleased song, but I had oh. to like download Spotify to my computer and like do. Oh, it was such a pain. Have I told the story on the podcast that I met Harry Styles once? I think I have. Oh my god, I remember you saying that. But anyways, to, for those of you who don't know, I met Harry Styles once. That was cool. He was, on, he, he was on a date with Emma Watson. What? Did I not tell you that? No. It was seven years ago. It was Christmas time seven years ago. It was at a Manchester I, United game. I thought he was just friends with Emma Watson. I don't know if he was with, I don't know if it was a date like that, but like they were together. Okay. Got it. So I assumed it was a date. It makes sense. They're both like successful, good looking British people. It's true. There aren't that many of us. Just, just me. One Direction. It's just you and Harry Styles out there. <laughs> we're just like me and him are like this. We're we're one in the same. But yeah, yeah, I know Samantha's very jealous of that. I also yeah. think Harry Styles is overrated as an artist. Yeah, that's fair. I because... think he hasn't released a better album than his first one. Also, I, I think I love HS One. Mm-hmm. I I think there are some good songs from Harry's House and Fine Line, but that's about it. I think that if he was, I think that if he wasn't like super pretty. People wouldn't think I'm this way because Ed Sheeran, in my opinion, one hundred. Oh my God, are you kidding? Of Ed Sheeran is a significantly better artist, in my opinion, and he doesn't get nearly as much love. Yeah, I feel like his personality is like a big part of his like. No, because he's like like so like open and like free and like right. He's so, right. like, and also him. he like uh, he's a big thing in like for the gay community to help pe- like helping people like come out and stuff. And so like, yeah, like he seems like a stand up guy. Good, no, for which him. is great. But like his music, yes, it's it's fine. Although he should come up more. Except for HS1. Place. HS1 is so good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could say it's a fine line. All right. And we're... All right. Done. All right. Well, no, but, yeah, no, I like like yourselves a lot as a person. I think that as an artist, he gets overrated. Yeah. I mean, it happens a lot, though, with, like, athletes and artists. Like, they get overrated because of their personalities. Right. And I think that's almost why Taylor Swift has been underrated. Because her, cause of her fandom, mainly. Fandoms, you guys suck. Oh, horrible. You guys oh, suck. The worst. <laughs> you, you guys kidding? suck. You guys are awful. We're the absolute worst. I hate. I. It's funny because I actually have an issue like being friends with Taylor Swift fans. Like I tend to not like. Yeah, know. I mean, it's how I felt with Kanye for so long, and now like it's kind of okay to like yeah. openly admit because like I like people like avid listeners of the podcast like all all thousands of you know this, but. <laughs> I, I loved Kanye. Like, he was one of my favorite... I actually haven't really talked about this on the podcast. I might as well do it now. I loved Kanye. He's one of, like, probably my favorite artist of all time. 
I kind of excused a lot of his, like the Taylor Swift thing was like, whatever, like Beyonce's music video was better, but it was like him being a jackass, but it's like, not really like a, like, yeah, he's a dick, but like, who cares? Like, you know, right. like, I don't really care that much. Like for better or for worse, it's not a big deal. Then with like, and then once like the Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian thing happened, I was like, again, this is a man who's clearly has mental issues. He's like going through like a, a divorce and he's like, could be doing this a lot better, but he's not like ter- a terrible person. Right. And now I, it's bad. No, it's hard. It's and, bad. And I honestly feel bad because I understand. I totally get like a Kanye's music. I saw it as more of an issue of like how it like it was he was just so easily forgiven for everything which I understand why like I totally get where you're coming from but I guess it was kind of frustrating to watch at I mean the anti-semitism Taylor Swift side oh, of yeah. things from like everyone like there were a few years from like fifth to seventh grade where like I couldn't say that I was like a Taylor Swift oh fan. right after Famous came out I remember this right yeah. After oh yeah because yeah every- so many girls that are big Taylor Swift fans now like hated her in sixth grade. And I clearly remember like saying like, oh, I'm going to a Taylor Swift concert. And people would be like, oh, gross. And like hating, which is, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But like, yeah, I think it, that it was it was a big thing. And it was frustrating. To I mean, it's because Cardi was like a lot cooler than Taylor Swift was. And like, because Taylor Swift very much gave off like horse girl vibes. <laughs> which it's like, you, you get what I'm saying, though. And I yeah. think Kanye, because Kanye was like, the whole famous song, which is awful. Like, it's like one of the, is incredibly misogynistic yeah. and it's like just terrible. And like, he kind of like said he got credit. She kind of like said she didn't, the recording kind of showed that he got credit for some of it, not for the whole thing. Right. He didn't get credit to call her that B word, but yeah. he was, which again, like, again, that was not great. I also thought it was like him just kind of like trying to act out being like, get credit. Cause he was trying to get publicity. Fine. Whatever. And Taylor Swift had a right to be pissed. I thought she handled the whole thing quite well. Mm-hmm. But then he becomes then like this. He, the public just like shamed her and she had to go into hiding for three years. Yeah. And then reputation came out. Yeah. So, so maybe it was all worth it. So maybe she, maybe, maybe we actually, maybe we did the right thing, guys. Bullying yeah. works. Yeah. But anyways, but then Kanye becomes this like crazy anti-Semite. Yeah. It sucks. It's like someone who's Jewish, as someone who's proud to be Jewish, but also right. someone who has a Kanye West album on his wall, right next, who's Con- two Kanye West albums next to him on his wall. Right. Who, I think if I look at my Spotify, most listened to artists, he's my number one artist easily. If Taylor Swift came out and said something anti-Semitic, like I genuinely don't know, like the life crisis I would have. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Oh, you'll love this. Taylor Swift is number two and Kanye West is number three on my Spotify, most listened to artists of all time. Oh my gosh. That's, I literally never would have expected that. Uh, which is crazy for me. And then six last six months, Taylor Swift is two. And last four weeks, Taylor Swift is also two. But because I haven't listened to Kanye that much anymore, I think. But yeah. it puts me in this weird situation because as someone who Kanye makes incredible music. I like I don't really see, I wouldn't like judge you for still listening to him. But I also think I'm I a different judge, place than a lot of other people. I would judge you a little bit for still like at, super supporting him no i don't support him i mean the way i kind of look at it is if i'm listening to a playlist and he comes on i'm not changing it but i'm not going out of my way to like listen to his music i respect although, if he releases a new album we'll see yeah although yeah and then with like all the nba players kind of supporting him it's just like messy it's really not right. great yeah yeah but yeah so i guess like Taylor Swift fans feel vindictive which is good for them so i'm happy for them <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh. But yeah, that is an issue. So congrats to Tosa for finally winning the Kanye beef. Proud of you. Yeah. She had beef with Katy Perry a while back, right? She did. She she ended that during the Lover era, but yes, there was a big- Oh, Lover's her worst album, by the way. Uh, I would say- uh, uh, Or Midnight's. What? Debut, I think, is her worst album. I like country music, though. Okay. I so, get that. I like, I also like some country music. I think, I don't know, maybe I've just been around for so long that I like slowly have gotten so sick of her first two albums. Those are like two um, of my favorite. I know, I get it. And I yeah. like the songs on it, but like I'm skipping them a lot. No, that's fair. It's just, I really. You're more of a pop girl. It's true. That's fair. Which is, no, I mean, I think, I mean, in terms of the, the honestly, might be the greatest pop artist of all time. Right. Right. Anyways, final score on the album. Because we kind of got sidetracked. Out of 10? Yeah. We're out of three. I don't know, like Michelin star rating. You can do either. Mm. But let's do out of 10, because three is very boring. Because it's like one, two, or three. Yeah. <laughs> out of 10, my thoughts right now, which it may change, is like a 6.5 out of 10, 7 out of 10. I thought I was going to be harsh. Uh, because uh, this is not in comparison to her other albums. This is in comparison to just music as a whole. I need to make that clear. Oh, okay. I was kind of doing it compared to her other albums. Because if it was compared to other albums, I'd give her like a two. Oh. <laughs> but I think just compared to music as a whole, I'll give her like a six a six or 6.5. Yeah. I think that might be the lowest album we've rated on this show. Really? Yeah, because th- the, most of the albums we do, I mean, I can go through them for you, but most of the albums we do are ones that, have come out a while ago and they were like known to be pretty great albums okay okay so like just to Make give sure. you yeah because we, we don't want to talk about a terrible album yeah like we've done i guess my comparison is like i would give folklore like a 10 out of 10 and i would give debut like a 5 out of 10 so i feel like midnight okay. is like in between the two yeah we did like we've done we did uh last album we did was what time to be alive by travis scott mm-hmm. then we did then we did Blonde by Frank Ocean. Like, okay. these are, like, some of the yeah. greatest albums of all. These are some great albums. This one, for better or for worse, I don't think we're going to be talking about it in 10 years. About one of the great albums. I get it. The way we talk about Fearless today, the way we'll talk about Speak Now, I guess. Speak Now came out 10 years ago, right? Yes. <laughs> 12. It came out in 2010? Mm-hmm. Dude, she's been doing this thing for a minute. She has. 2006, baby. Yeah. Wow. So I'm older than her career. Let's go. <laughs> but, yeah. Also, another thing about Taylor Swift, though, I kind of wish she'd open up and show more personality, but I kind of get why she doesn't. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, I kind of like wish she like would do more like stupid like GQ interviews, like those things. Those are like fun to do. I get like she doesn't need the press, but like I kind of want to understand her better. I but think also, it's kind of at the point of like everyone flames her for everything. That's the point. She has to be so she, guarded. She has to be really private about stuff. Oh, for sure. She could like have. But have- I think if you dig deep and like if you're in the fandom for long enough, you are able to know her her personality is kind of like millennial. <laughs> she's a millennial. That's the worst part of her. She's, she's very much a millennial. She's a very millennial. But um, you, if you go on back on like her Tumblr days, uh, you can definitely find her interactions with fans show a lot of personality. Yeah, and I agree with that. It's just, I think she has to be so guarded nowadays, which yeah. like, fair enough. Because she could be, like, on GQ, like, 10 things I can't live without. Pull out her phone and be like, I this is something that's really important to me. I'd be like, look at her. She's just addicted to her phone. No, literally. Like, it, 
people yeah. yeah also she's a cat person i don't really like cats i love cats so. you you had a cat on your lap at the beginning of this episode i did oh uh, and also her favorite number 13 and my brother's birthday is the 13th so i have to hate that oh <laughs> i thought you were going to say i like that <laughs> i don't i'm not a big 13 fan i'll be honest okay i had a conversation about my favorite numbers the other day it was we needed better things to talk about me and these people but yeah but anyways i think that's all for today thank you Ooh. so much for joining us samantha or me thank you for having us me. <laughs> royal us <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you for joining me congrats on being the first guest of season three of the top three podcast Ooh, wait i'm so proud of you guys for making it to season three honestly. i'm proud of it as well uh yeah i mean it was a big part of my college app, so I kind of needed to keep it out there. Okay, we'll keep, keep it a block there. Yep. But I'm impressed that we've kept it this long. It's been over two years. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Top 3 Podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also subscribe there. We'll be back hopefully next week. I can't promise anything right now. I'll be honest, guys. Because sorry about the wait college apps are awful but yeah thank you so much for listening we'll be back soon i'm zach cohen miguel munoz is not here and yeah